Welcome to the Asbury Free Methodist Broadcast, where today we will be listening to this week's sermon by Pastor Brent Russell. Well, today I want to talk about fasting for life. I, I know that uh, Lent has not been a, a tradition that many of you have grown up with, but uh, we uh, are learning to celebrate it at Asbury because traditionally the historic church has found Lent to be a helpful discipleship tool. And as you know, uh, one of the primary pieces of our vision at Asbury is that we would be a people who are extremely well discipled to follow Jesus. So, so that is why we're putting into practice the practice of Lent. Now, traditionally, there are three spiritual disciplines that are emphasized during Lent. There is prayer, there's almsgiving, and there is fasting. A couple of weeks ago, when we were going through our series on Philippians, I talked about praying through anxiety. Last week, we talked about generosity, which has to do with almsgiving, giving to the poor. And so I thought, well, I would complete the, 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 the trifecta by talking about fasting today. Now, this is not going to be so much a, a sermon as, as just a teaching on what fasting is and what it means, but I'm hoping that as you get a hold of what's going on in fasting, that it will inspire you uh, to fast at different points in your life. Now, I know that, that fasting is not a popular spiritual discipline, but this morning I'm going to try to convince you that there, there are times when it's important that you put the spiritual discipline into practice in your spiritual life. And, and there'll be times and seasons for that. Now, you may know that fasting is actually making a resurgence in our culture. Uh, you may have heard something about intermittent fasting for weight loss. Uh, there's a lot of research on the health benefits of fasting for most people. And the physical benefits are good. The spiritual benefits are better. Uh, there are a lot of different ways to fast. Uh, the traditional fast uh, for many Roman Catholics during Lent, at least my friends, it always seemed to be chocolate. They would fast from chocolate during Lent. Uh, that is a fast. Uh, um, one that is becoming more popular now is during Lent, people fast from social media. Uh, some people fast from uh, extraneous spending, so they don't spend anything more than they, they have to, which includes trips to Tim Hortons. I always find it interesting that, that, that Tim Hortons does roll up the rim during Lent, right? I, I just think they, 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 they don't like that idea. Uh, some, some people talk about fasting uh, uh, for, for a particular, from a particular hobby. But traditional fasting is fasting from food. Um, sometimes it may be a particular kind of food. Daniel in the Old Testament uh, fasted from meat and wine and rich food and lived off vegetables and waters. Um, some of you are saying, okay, I think I could fast Russell Sprout. Uh, no, it doesn't work that way, right? Uh, fasting is about depriving yourself of something you usually have and you like um, or something you need for a short-term uh, period of time. Now, if you are a diabetic, uh, it would be unwise for you to deprive yourself of all food, so you'll have to be creative in managing your diabetes and that. But this morning, I want to talk about traditional fasting. Uh, missing a meal, or not eating for a day, or sometimes three days. 
Now, there's some things you need to know about fasting. The first is, fasting was never, was, fasting is meant to augment your spiritual life, not be a substitute for your spiritual life. Um, the prophet Isaiah, uh, in his day, there were a number of days that were regular fast days. And so the people on the calendar, they would come up, and sure enough, the people would fast. They didn't eat anything for that day. Uh, they did all the fasts that they were supposed to do. They did the right religious things. But here is what God says, said, and he wasn't impressed. Shout with the voice of a trumpet blast. Shout aloud, don't be timid. Tell my people Israel of their sin. Yet they, they act so pious. They come to the temple every day and and seemed delighted to learn about me, they act like a, a righteous nation that would never abandon the laws of its God. They ask me to take action on their behalf, pretending they want to be near me. We have fasted before you, they say. Why aren't you impressed, God? We've, we've been very hard on ourselves, and, and, and you don't even notice it. I'll tell you why I respond. It's because you are fasting to please yourself even while you fast. You keep oppressing your workers. What, what good is fasting if when you keep on fighting and quarreling? This kind of fast will never get you anywhere with me. You humble yourselves by, by going through the motions of penance, bowing your head like a reed bending in the wind. You dress and burlap, you cover yourself with ashes, is this what you call fasting? Don't you really think, do you really think that this will please the Lord? No, no, this is the kind of fasting I want. I free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free. And remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them. And do not hide from relatives who need your help. Then your salvation will come like the dawn, and your wounds will quickly heal. Your godliness will lead you forward, and the glory of the Lord will protect you from, from behind. And then when you call on the Lord, the Lord will answer, Yes, I'm here. He will quickly reply. Remove the heavy yoke of oppression. Stop pointing your fingers and spreading vicious rumors. Feed the hungry and help those in trouble. Then your light will shine out of the darkness. The darkness around you will be as bright as noon. You get the idea of what's going on here. The people, they were acting pious and religious and they were doing all the right things. They were even fasting. But verse 4 asks, what good is fasting when you, when you keep on fighting and quarreling? The kind of fast, uh, this kind of fast will never get you anywhere with me. What you need to know is, Fasting was never meant to be a primary discipline. It doesn't substitute for being righteous. But it does augment your spiritual life. Um, depriving yourself of food does not mean that you can oppress your neighbor. That's why the reading, uh, some of you have been going through the, the Lenten devotional, good, good devotional, uh, doing it daily. And the first day had this... this uh, reading, and I'll read it to you. Fast from judging others. Feast on Christ dwelling in them. Fast from fear of illness. Feast on the healing power of God. 
Fast from the words that pollute. Feast on speech that purifies. Fast from discontent. Feast on gratitude. Fast from anger. Feast on patience. Fast from pessimism. Feast on hope. Fast from negatives. Feast on encouragement. Fast from bitterness. Feast on forgiveness. Fast fast from self-concern. Feast on compassion. Fast from suspicion. Feast on truth. Fast from gossip. Feast on purposeful silence. Fast from problems that overwhelm. Feast on prayers that sustain. Fast from anxiety. Feast on faith. Fasting was never meant to be a substitute for living the Christian life. But it was meant to augment it. So come with me to the passage that we read, Matthew chapter 16, verse 16, as this is what it says. Jesus is talking, he says, when you fast. Catch that. When you fast. Not if you fast. Not, okay. When you fast. Do not look somber as the hypocrites do. Okay, so the, we know this. Fasting is not for show, right? Uh, do not, they, for they disfigure their faces to show others they're fasting. Truly, I tell you, they, they've received their full reward. In other words, when you fast, don't go around complaining how hungry you are. Okay? Like, that's just uh, kind of the bottom line there. Um, truly, I tell you, they've received their full reward. But when you fast, get that when you fast, not if you fast, when you fast, put, put oil on your heads and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your, your father who is unseen. And your father who is, sees what is done in secret will reward you. Catch that? When you fast. Now, just let me give you a little bit on this, this verse before we move forward. Um, some people have taken this, well, I can't tell anybody I'm fasting. Well, that's not what it's saying. It's just like, don't go flaunting your righteous, right? Somebody asks you a piece of, for a piece of cake and you're saying, ah, no, 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 thank you. Well, you really should, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm fasting today. That's all right to say, okay? Uh, you know, you don't have to hide and, and uh, 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 not tell the truth. It's just, but the point is, is that don't display your fasting when you fast. Here's a story from the Gospel of Mark. Mark chapter... 2 verse 16 says, Now John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting. Some people came and asked Jesus, How is it that John's disciples and, and the disciples of the Pharisee are fasting, but yours are not? Jesus answered, Well, how can the guests of the bridegroom fast while he's with them? They cannot, so, so long as they have him with them. But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them, and on that day they will fast. In the story, Jesus is the bridegroom, and he says that there's coming a day, right now I'm with my disciples, fasting's not appropriate, you know, we're, we're celebrating, I'm teaching them, we're living in, but there's going to be a time when I'm going to be physically not present anymore. In that time, they will fast. So, it's appropriate to fast. So the question we need to ask ourselves is, why fast? First reason is, Jesus expects us to fast. When you fast. Um, you'll see fasting happen in the early church. In the church of Antioch, they fasted, and then set aside Paul and Barnabas. Church in Syria, in Acts chapter 14, they fasted. You see Paul fasting. Fasting, it just seems, is part of the spiritual journey because 
Well, Jesus expects us to fast. Next reason to fast is that it helps us in spiritual warfare. Uh, you have the disciples in Matthew chapter 17, and they're trying to cast out this demon. Uh, Jesus isn't present at the time. He's up in the Mount of Transfiguration with three of his disciples. They come down, and they're trying to cast out this demon. It's not working. Uh, the boy's father comes before Jesus and says, I asked your disciples. They couldn't do it. Jesus casts the demon out, and then he, uh, he says, you know, this kind comes out only by much prayer and fasting. He wasn't suggesting that the disciples should have fasted on the spot. That would be pointless. But he is suggesting that there are times when your spiritual life uh, is empowered because you pray and fast. Um, but it's not only spiritual warfare. You'll notice that Jesus fasted before uh, he faced his temptation in the wilderness. Um, and fasting helps us to fight against temptation. Um, so let me give you a 30-minute sermon in two minutes, all right? So just hang on to your hats, and I'm just going to give you just a really broad teaching, really condensed. Um, you're a threefold being, body, soul, spirit. Uh, you have a spirit that is infused by God's spirit if you are a follower of Jesus. You have a soul. It's your will, your mind, your emotions. You have a body. Uh, the way you were meant to live was that your spirit infused by God would uh, instruct and enliven your choices, your will, and your emotions would fall into uh, your, your thinking, how you thought, your mind, and then your emotions would fall into place and your body would follow. What often happens, though, is we flip that on its head. Our, our bodies have sensual cravings, and they rule our soul, and we make, uh, let our emotions rule us, and then we, we get some thinking that allows us to think why this is right, and then we make choices that are wrong, and it crushes our, our spirit. Um, our emotions and our, our cravings are sometimes like a three-year-old throwing a temper tantrum. You know, a good parent will help a three-year-old uh, come to grips with their emotions. No, you can't hit your sister when you feel like it, right? It's a, uh, a good parent will help like that. But if you ever have seen an 18-year-old who hasn't learned to self-regulate, it's not a pretty sight. Fasting is like helping that three-year-old in your soul self-regulate. Just because I want food does not mean that I have to have food. Just because I'm hungry does not mean that I need to eat. As you learn the lessons of fasting, it, it has a way of reordering and strengthening your inner world so your spirit is over top of your will and that rules your mind and your emotions and your body. And that's part of what makes it helpful in the fight of temptation. God's spirit and our spirit gives us the grace to choose what is good and right, although we have a craving to do what is wrong. Fasting trains us to allow the spirit of God to uh, help us to overcome. Okay, that's the, the three-minute sermon done, 30-minute sermon done in two minutes. Here's another reason to fast. Fasting gives an earnestness to our prayers. 
In fasting, we, we often we acknowledge our need of God. It's especially true when our spiritual temperature is low. It's true when our church's spiritual temperature is low, where we are not what we're called to be. In the time of the prophet Joel, the pro- people of God were, were spiritually dull. They were religious, but they were not close to God. Here's what God says to his people, Joel chapter 2, verse 12. Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart, not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, and for he's gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in love, and he relents from sending calamity. Who knows, he may turn and relent and leave behind a blessing, grain offerings and drink offerings for the Lord your God. So blow the trumpet in Zion, declare a holy fast, call a sacred assembly. What you have here is people were turning back to God or were being called to turn back to God. Part of that turning, returning was fasting. It's helpful to have regular times of fasting. Lent is a good time to establish uh, the discipline of fasting. And there'll be other times in the church year where we'll come together and we'll say, you know, this needs to be a season of prayer and fasting. Um, But there are times. There are times in your life where there's an urgency in prayer, uh, where you know you need God in a different way than he's at work in your life right now. You need to experience him in a different way than, than has been going on in your life. And oftentimes fasting is part of that breakthrough. So when God calls you to fast on those times, fast. It adds an urgency to your prayer. Here's another reason for fasting. Fasting teaches us to satisfy our hungers, our spiritual hungers. Do you have a a comfort food? I, I have a whole list of comfort foods. I love pizza. Um, nachos and cheese, yeah. Yep, yep. Chocolate-covered almonds, yep. Um, and I, could, I don't have a comfort food. I have a long, long list of comfort foods. Um, there's a reason why they're called comfort food. They, they bring comfort. One of the things that I struggle with is um, I have a whole lot of reason for eating that have nothing to do with hunger. I can eat when I'm bored. I can eat when I'm restless. I can eat when um, I'm anxious. I can eat when um, I'm sad. Uh, And sometimes... I think some of you can relate to that. Uh, sometimes we eat because we have this emotional discomfort. I'm reminded about what Jesus said about himself. John chapter 6, verse 23, he said, For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. 
Jesus is talking, when he's talking about hunger, about the hunger of the soul. We need food to sustain our bodies. But being fully alive means being spiritually satisfied. When I fast, I become, it becomes more evident that I am looking for life in food and in other things rather than in Jesus. And I can use my hunger as a prompt to prayer and say, Lord, yeah, you know, I'd really like to eat right now. But you are the bread of life. I know that, that I need to eat sometime, but, but your food sustains my body. You're the life of my soul. You're the one that will satisfy my soul. And I use hunger as a prompt to prayer. When you fast, expect to pray more. Lanny Wolf wrote a song, Only Jesus, and says, the, the world will try to satisfy that longing in your soul that may search the wide world over, but you'll just be as before. You'll never find true satisfaction until you found the Lord, for only Jesus can satisfy your soul. Only Jesus can satisfy your soul. Jesus can satisfy your soul, and only he can change your heart and make you whole. He gives you peace you never knew, love and joy and heaven too, for only Jesus can satisfy your soul. Walk you through the reasons for fasting. Jesus expects us to fast. Fasting helps us in temptation. Fasting gives us earnestness to our prayer. And Jesus satisfies the hungers of our soul. Throughout the Bible, there were days set aside for fasting, and it's good for us as a church and for you as an individual to, to have different seasons where you'd fast a little bit more. Lent may be one of them. There are other times when in your spiritual journey you need to fast because there's an urgency about your request. That's the time to fast too, to reignite your spiritual life. God will lead you personally into those times, and when he calls you to fast, fast. Fast does not, fasting does not replace the rest of your spiritual life, but sometimes it augments it. It's a part of your spiritual toolbox. Don't let your fasting wrench grow rusty. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you've told us that when we fast, and so we know you expect it of us, but sometimes it's just hard. And so, Lord, in seasons, help us to fast and show us appropriate ways for each person to do so. Lord, I also ask that uh, if you lead us to fast, that we would be obedient. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us this week on Asbury Free Methodist Broadcast. Make sure to visit our website at asburyfmperth.com where you can subscribe and never miss a show. If you'd like this broadcast, you might want to check out our Facebook page, Asbury Free Methodist Church. Until next week, take care and God bless.